The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. To Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation and I'm your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And today I'm delighted to welcome back to the show Dr. Meg Blackburn-Losey. Before Dr. Meg was on talking about the children of now and specifically parenting the children of now, um, but Meg's latest adventure is to release a book called The Secret History of Consciousness in which Meg talks much more about her own personal experience. So, Meg, welcome back to the show. Hey, Peter. It's nice to be back. So it must be uh, quite different uh, writing a book about your own personal experiences rather than others. Um, What was that like for you? Huh. Well, there was a little resistance at first. You know, everybody's always asking me to talk about my story, and, and I work really hard about not making it about me because we all have these capabilities, you know, and I don't want to be set on some pedestal because I can do things. So I've been very careful over the years not to do that, but it seems like it's time to reveal some of those things because a lot of people are having them and, and don't have anybody to talk to and no comparison, you know, so so um, my my motto for the year is weird is wonderful, <laughs> and, and it's just got to be okay. It's who I am, and and I you know I I teach about being authentic, and and I do my best to walk that talk. So um, I guess it was just time. And, and what I'm doing now is as as I write each book, this was the first one I really talked a lot about it um and the next one i take it in in a similar vein but another direction it's all about healing and um i've actually had fun writing about those things you know and remembering some of those moments where i laughed and i cried and and i was just in awe and and uh so it's it's been good it's you know it's not like a clearing or a catharsis or something it's just about it's kind of like visiting an old friend (laughs) So I'll, I'll, I'll get a, a quick comment on the weird is wonderful. One of one of our colleagues, who's a wonderful shamanistic healer um, in Victoria, was doing some healing work yesterday, and then her daughter, who's a young teenager, was having a group of friends round, and then she said, "Mom, can we de weird the house?" <laughs> <laughs> so, so weird is wonderful. Well, it really is. You know, people are waking up, things are changing, times are changing, and. Um, 
and you know, I, I really had a goal that I, I wanted to be able to speak to mainstream and, and change perspectives, and I think in a way that's happened, but I also think that mainstream is catching up with a lot of us these days. So it doesn't need to matter. The point is not to separate at all. It's, you know, if we are really one, then we are really one, and, and it doesn't matter. As long as you put it out there, it, it, it'll be heard. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about uh, your early experiences uh, beyond the veil. Well, you know, I've always been kind of intuitively gifted new things, you know, as a kid. And, and like a lot of other people, Peter, I covered it up. You know, I, I didn't talk about it. I just kind of let it be what it was because I, I got laughed at a lot because I was uncannily right. And, uh, I mean, to the point where I could go to the grocery store and want to make something and I'd hear all of the ingredients and how to make it and I'd take it home and do it and it would be awesome. You know, and people would say, I want the recipe, and then I'd laugh, and I'd say, well, you wouldn't believe where I got it. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of hard, though, you know. And uh, and so, anyway, there came a point about, I don't know, 15 years or so ago where I had a complete dark night of the soul, and I mean it was tragic. Everywhere, everything that I had created in my life, you know, whether it was love, money, home, work, you name it, um, all of the major things came crashing down, fell apart, I don't know, over a couple of weeks, and it was rough. It was really rough. It was very traumatic. A lot of betrayal, a lot of, a lot of things going on. And um, I woke up on my friend's couch one day. I, I was working out of my car, sleeping on my friend's couch, because nowhere, I, I just needed to be somewhere I felt safe, because everywhere I looked, it was just awful. And I was just crying my heart out, and I didn't know why. And it didn't matter. I, I don't remember dreaming or anything, but what mattered was I finally got the message and I said, okay, self, let's have a look at this. And I did. I kind of methodically went through every one of the situations that had presented. And first of all, what I realized was I didn't like myself very much. Um, truth, I, I was trying to be what I thought everyone else wanted me to be. And I had lost sight of who I was and what my truth was. I didn't even know what, that, what truth was at that point. And so I said out loud to basically nobody, nobody was there, but somebody heard me. <laughs> I said, you know, whoever I am, whatever this is, I accept. And, boy, I'll tell you, those are the most two most powerful words that anyone can ever say and really mean. And um, so quickly after doing that, all of the negative stuff went away. Everything worked out um, in, a, in ways that I would have never expected. And I changed, completely changed direction of my life. And uh, I had to learn how to tell the truth, and I, I didn't ever realize how hard that was, how much we deceive ourselves, you know. And every moment that something's going on in our lives, we're constantly telling ourselves untruths to make ourselves feel safe or right or, or valid, you know. And, and I, I let all that go, and, and every time I'd get to tell the truth, I'd practically choke because I didn't know how people would respond. And then I realized I was afraid of that. And so, long story short, I did that. And as I did, my gifts started to open up. My my intuitive self exploded, and went multidimensional very quickly. And um, but at first, I was playing. I, I had so much energy running through me that I, I was uncomfortable. I mean, I truly felt as if I would explode some days, and I couldn't find the go trigger. You know how to diffuse some of that because it was just building and building and building. And so every morning. I'd put on music, you know, something that you don't sing along with, just something kind of easy background thing, and I would move with the energy, and I'd focus on it, and I'd play with it, and, I, and it, first of all, it got me out of my thinking self, 
And uh, I started to see the energy, and I started to see it in color, and I was able to kind of change the shapes and move it around some. And, and I got frustrated because I wasn't feeling any relief. I was just seeing new things. And that was, you know, I, I remember saying out loud one day, well, this is cool, but so what? You know, so what if I don't know what to do with it? And if I don't feel any better, what's the point? And I said out of frustration out loud, somebody show me what to do. Well, the next thing that happened was mind-blowing. Somebody showed up. He was holographic. He was absolutely one of the most beautiful beings I have ever seen in my life. Still is. And he started to move with the energy. Well, first of all, I jumped back and straight up and straight back, and he disappeared. And and I was I was just devastated. I said, my God, here's I've been begging for help. Somebody shows up, and I blow it. And I remember saying out loud, God, I blew it. And I quickly centered myself again. And once I got back into that space inside of myself, there he was. And I realized, you know, as I told that story three years later to an audience, that um, he never went anywhere. I did. I closed the door to my awareness as soon as I started defending myself. So that was huge. That was a huge uh, revelation there. And anyway, there was a succession of these guys. I call them my guys. They're, they're the masters. I never asked their name. I never said why or how or what is this for. I just kept saying, show me. I mean, I was so raw and so humble at the time that I think it was really a good thing um, because I, they showed me all about creation and consciousness, geometry, um, healing, um, the ancient methods that, that were used in the temples that we don't even know where they are anymore. I mean, I, I, could, I can't even tell you all of the things that I learned because it's still happening, and they still talk to me, and they still show up sometimes. But um, what was the most fascinating was as I learned things, like I was learning about genetics at one point and about changing the frequencies and DNA strands and stuff. And, and uh, everybody start, that I needed started showing up in my living room. One day, honest to God, a geneticist showed up in my living room. And she's shaking her head and she says, I have no idea why I'm here. I said, well, what do you do? And she said, well, I'm a geneticist. Well, I nearly, poor girl, I scared the heck out of her. And I, I jumped. I said, oh, my God, I need to talk to you. And I, I you know, I had a, a, a nuclear engineer show up. I was learning all about um, uh, nuclear uh, different things around that and I ended up marrying him and I mean it's just one thing after another it was it life got so interesting so fast that um, I I just I I laughed a lot a lot and um I learned a lot and but but the most fascinating thing was as as I did science months later would back up everything that I was saying um for instance when I wrote my first book my my first uh attempt at writing a book i published myself because i just wanted everybody to know as quickly as possible and uh, it's called pyramids of light and when i did that and i talked about the geometries in a more basic way than i'm doing now the eight months later on the cover of science magazine there was the exact same geometries and almost word for word the same description in the article that i had put out in my book totally gotten metaphysically so it's it's been a fun journey and and I don't regret any of it and I don't really care what anybody thinks <laughs> because I know how real it is and I'm cool with it and um and uh, I know that we can all do these things. I mean I I I did learn that as well and how we we keep ourselves from that because we get in our heads so much and we're just so defended. So it's it's fun. It's it's a very cool place to live. 
So you put a lot of this uh, information that you have uh, been given into the new book, The, Se the Secret History of Consciousness. Interesting yes. title. Just tell us a bit about why you called it The Secret History of Consciousness. <laughs> I had actually called it something else, and after reading it, that was my publisher suggestion, and I saw why as soon as they did. Um, what happened, Peter, was that you know, in the process of, of all of these experiences with my guys, um, one of the things that they were showing me was about sacred geometry and how how consciousness and matter were first formed and how it's organized and how consciousness uh, works within that construct and how the dimensions are put together and and because it's all a repetitive pattern everything from the tiniest aspect of creation to the largest and once you get get a get the gist of it it's easy to see uh, how it all works and how you can work within it rather than at it and well i started being strongly guided to start going to different sacred sites and taking people there and becoming immersed in different cultures and different histories and ways of, of doing things. And, and as I started to go to these different places, what I saw and what I realized was that there in front of me in three dimensions on the earth were representations of what they had shown me. Meg, we're coming up to our first break already. Amazing. That's gone incredibly fast. Yeah. So when we come back, we'll talk about consciousness, <laughs> sacred geometry, and these sacred sites. Awesome. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. What would you do if you came across a technology so profound that you move to balance within minutes of application and from that balance the body heals itself? We have the research, the testimonials, world-class health practitioners, and we conduct free demonstrations throughout North America and the world. Sound too good to be true? Click on the Amized Fusion Technology banner and find out for yourself and join us in a self-care revolution. If you think you've
you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tung. I just want to remind you to check out my own website, www.petertongue.com, for all sorts of great information and archived radio interviews, as well www.myheartcenteredjourney.com. And the Ambassadors of Light program, there's so much going on in the world at the moment that it's very useful to get a, a two, by, well, every other week update as to what is happening in the world of spirit and as the energies begin to uh, align themselves perfectly for us. It's a good uh, opportunity to join us and see what we can do to uh, enable this shift to happen smoothly and relatively easily for us. And today my guest is Dr. Meg blackburn Losey, who's just published her new book, The Secret History of Consciousness. And Meg, just before the break, we'd begun the discussion around the main elements of the book, which is to do with sacred geometry, consciousness, and how this fits together in creation. And uh, I'd love for you to continue uh, discussing that. Uh, Thank you. I love to talk about it. <laughs> so, so I started visiting the sacred sites, and I started taking groups. And the first place I went was Teotihuacan in Mexico. And that is where the pyramids of the sun and the moon and Quetzalcoatl are. And I stood there. Well, first of all, I started having flashes of all of these things that happened. I'm, I can tap into history. Sometimes I don't mean to, and it just starts flooding me. And I saw different events that happened, and I asked the local people, and they, I said, they said, how do you know that? And I said, I don't know. It's just showing me. The place is talking to me. And anyway, what I realized as I looked, first of all, the pyramids there are laid out identically to those in Egypt. And the angulations are slightly different of the pyramids. And I, I looked around and I, I started to see and the and the how the serpent is important, which often is shown in a coil or, or the spiral, like um, we see in so many of the different sites. And 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 I I went to site. I've been to sites everywhere. I've been with the Maori people and the and the Incans and the you know and uh, the different shamans and different places in England and Scotland. And I, anyway, I've been everywhere. And what I see is that the ancient people had a had a knowledge of these things that we're talking about, you know, the geometries and the and the way that reality is put together and that kind of thing. And they left a record for us right there in 3D on the ground, and it incorporates the four-sided pyramid, which is the most basic element of formed consciousness in matter. 
and that they incorporated the spiral in the golden mean, which all involves the Fibonacci sequence, which we see in the Julia set, which also has been shown in the crop circles more than once, I believe. And um, it started to all, it was pulling at me and pulling at me because one of the ways that you learn with the masters, one of the ways they teach me is it, it's not linear logic. They infuse your energy field with information because we are created of light ultimately and that light has a memory and it carries information and so they basically transfer information into your field and then all of a sudden you'll be somewhere or I'll be somewhere and all of a sudden I understand completely I don't know you know it just kind of comes into into my consciousness and I started putting the geometry and the sites together and and what the masters had shown me and what I saw was a clear picture of ancient people having this knowledge of how creation's put together, um, how consciousness flows within that, and how it applies to us. And in some t- in some times, you know, as time went on, the stories changed a little bit. They got identities, and you know, the the deities got identities and things like that. And some of it was forgotten. But what I was able to see was what wasn't, and that the scientists have been looking at this from completely. Uh, different perceptions, and it's all about the science and the measurements and that kind of thing. But it's so much more than that, and it's and it's right there for us to to touch and and feel and walk on and exchange information and energy with. And it just fascinated me when I started seeing all of the connections. So perhaps uh, in in the simplest way possible, you could give us a, an explanation of how the sacred geometry uh, is part of the is the construct of of, of, uh, creation. Yeah, I'll do my best. Without pictures, it's hard. (laughs) But basically, um, it's kind of uh, having a bit different view of of Genesis, so to speak. And basically, in the beginning, and by the way, there have been a lot of beginnings, but I can speak of ours. In in the beginning, there was uh, this living organism, this mass of energy that was dark, and, and it had a pulse and a rhythm and it moved and it folded on itself and it it stretched out sometimes and it, it was just this responsive to everything that was going on inside and around it and as it did all of that it also created a frictional response which made sparks inside of it which created light and the more that that happened the more intensity started to happen on the inside of it and so more light was created until ultimately there came a point in time where the light had become uh, so much greater than the darkness that the darkness that had kind of been pushed out actually fell in on the light and dispersed it, just sent it in a careening in every possible direction, just uh, pieces and fragments of light just just busted loose. And as they did, they remembered where they came from, and they remembered everything that they that had happened along the way. And ultimately, the light began to come back together, and it would seek out other fragments that it had similar experiences and so there's a law of physics called natural order so this was a natural process and as it did the form it took was the four-sided pyramid and that's what was on the cover of science magazine that uh, I had mentioned that just blew me away so the four-sided pyramid was the first expression of formed individual consciousness 
and it contains every possible frequency. It contains a spiral. It contains a, a rotating sphere of energy. And basically, it's the most perfect form of the construct uh, of matter in itself. Well, the pyramids started to then organize, and they organize into what I call an octahedron, which is actually a ball with, uh, with kind of flat sides on them. And then those started to order, and as they did, they aligned by opposite polarities. Well, when you put the ends of magnets together in their opposite polarity, they push each other apart. So in all of these alignments, what happened was little hallways between all of these particles of, and, and expressions of consciousness and matter, um, there were these hallways inside that, um, that were empty. Well, what happened was in these hallways, that's where energy moves, our prayers, our intentions, our thoughts, our, our any expression or, or expenditure of energy at all um, goes through those little hallways and communicates with all these particles. My, my guys call them the particulates. <laughs> and, and as they do, these particles will literally roll over in place and realign and create a different expression of reality, whether it's a dense form or, or an event or, or somebody gets well. Um, it, it has every possibility of any kind of reality to be expressed. So um, when we get out of our thinking selves and we get into our conscious self and we are able to send a pure message, and I did tell how to do that in the book, when we're able to send a pure message into creation, what happens is we can instantly manifest whatever we want whatever we need and um we can also once we get the hang of it understand when we're working against it <laughs> you know sometimes we try to push things and and they really aren't meant to be but we think we want them for all the wrong reasons so um and in anyway the dimensional realities stacked up basically the same way as the particulates same shape same format so when you're working with pure consciousness you can travel to any dimension in any level of reality um that you want and visit any see outside of our reality there's no time or space we measure everything we limit everything so that we can understand it but when we're in our pure forms of consciousness that's no longer necessary and so um, our consciousness is able to travel in time and space and, and visit other levels of reality and even encounter other beings the way that I've been doing and, um, and communicate and share things and learn things. And it's just quite a journey once you get past this shell that we create for ourselves. So, so let's talk about that for a moment and in terms of, of for those people who haven't got... Uh, that sort of natural ability to go beyond that that shell or that restriction mm -hmm. uh, how do how do people get get beyond it well, the first thing to do is stop deceiving ourselves and stop being afraid because when we're afraid, we're, we're defending ourselves and those defenses set up a wall of energy that normal communications throughout creation has a hard time getting through. It's coming, but it's so slow we miss it. And, um, and, and the other piece of that is is to know that reality isn't happen happening to us. We're happening to reality. So, and it's our experience, and they aren't gifts. They are uh, our innate abilities. And so when we change our perception of, of what's really going on 
and stop becoming victims of our own beingness. Because <laughs> a lot of people start coming into their gifts and they get afraid. And because it's devil, devil speak or, you know, it's weird or it's strange or whatever. Well, the truth is we are all that and more. And when we can change our perceptions around it and relax with it, then we can become who we really are. And it's absolutely phenomenal. And, and it's, it, yeah, it's weird and, and that's okay. It's just because we had forgotten a lot of these things. We had forgotten who we are. So it's just it's just about relaxing into ourselves and acknowledging our perfection and knowing that we don't have to constantly fix ourselves. What we need to do is just let ourselves be who we are. And that's a hard way you, to be. In the book you talk about uh, three levels of gamma consciousness mm-hmm. and, uh, and how they relate to our intuitive nature. And so we can just begin, but we're coming up to our next break fairly soon. Uh, but just uh, tell us a bit about that. Okay, I talked about the spirals briefly, and they apply in all forms of nature. We see spirals, spirals everywhere. And that same spiral is, an, there is an invisible one that we don't see, actually, in our brain. And the tightest part starts around our pineal gland, and then it, it kind of flares out and goes across the corpus callosum, which is the bridge between the left and right brain, and it goes up across the crown and down around to the, uh, the back of the head. So maybe when we get back, I can talk about what happens along there. Meg, that's absolutely perfect timing. Thank you. This is uh, Peter Tung with Dr. Meg Blackburn-Losey. We'll be back after the break. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh. Anyway, it's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt, if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, try it. Uh, 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 <laughs> see, there you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. What would you do if you came across a technology so profound that you move to balance within minutes of application, and from that balance, the body heals itself? We have the research, the testimonials, world-class health practitioners, and we conduct free demonstrations throughout North America and the world. Sound too good to be true? Click on the Amized Fusion Technology banner and find out for yourself and join us in a self-care revolution. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. 
years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tan. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I just want to thank Omega Global for sponsoring this series of shows and their products, which I want to refer you to, um, the Omega products, returning us back to homeostasis, uh, where real healing can take place. And if you're interested in hearing the interview I did last week with Sam Adams, please go to the archived shows, and you'll hear some wonderful testimonials and more information about the Omega Global products. So, Meg, just before the break, you, you were beginning to tell us about gamma consciousness and the three... Um, elements within the brain. Could you please continue with that discussion? Sure. You know, we have different types of brain waves. We've got alpha, delta, uh, beta, theta wave. Theta is the highest that we usually talk about, um, and that's where we, uh, when we achieve a good deep meditation, that's the kind of brain waves that we have going on. Well, gamma consciousness is not very well understood yet. Um, they're working on it. But there are more than one level of gamma consciousness, and it, it's quite fascinating because it follows that spiral in, in our head very much like the Fibonacci sequence that Julia said, you know, like that. And the first level, I call them gamma 1, 2, and 3, and the first level has, starts at the back of our head, and a lot of people say that they get information back there from back there. Well, that's what I call the initiation level. And that's where we kind of just have flashes of knowing or we might see something out of the corner of our eye, but we can't really focus on it. It disappears as soon as we look. Uh, we might see waves of color or feel energy occasionally, you know, the little, little signs that something bigger is going on. And the next level is exactly at the crown of our head, and that's, believe it or not, why a lot of religions want our heads covered. And it's what I call the communion stage. And the communion stage is where we can literally use our consciousness, extend it out into beyond this reality and into any other reality we want. 
Um, it's also where we can actually interact with beings from other levels of reality like I do with my guides. And so the third level is the ascension point, and that is right directly at the pineal gland, which is also a bit, a bit of a mystery to the medical community. And at the pineal gland, when we get into the ascension consciousness, an interesting thing happens. Our bodies are also affected. And our bodies are, by the way, affected as soon as we start getting into gamma consciousness. Our DNA has little energy fields around it, just like our bodies have light fields. And that's a scientific fact. That is no longer us saying it. It is measurable. Well, our DNA, and we have millions of them in our bodies, um, has that little field. And the higher state of gamma consciousness that we get, the bigger that field of energy around our DNA gets until the point where we, are, we arrive at ascension consciousness, the fields around our DNA expand and unite through our body, and our body becomes consciousness. And that's the point where we can actually turn to a white light and disappear. Or we can visit that place and then come back to our earthly reality, which I've done quite a few times. So it's, it's a choice. You know, it's not about, oh, how quick can I get off the planet? It's about, you know, really having, uh, expressing your life for what you came to do, and that's to, you know, to have it. So I, I don't urge people to jump into the ascension consciousness and disappear because we are here for whatever reason we decided to come, you know, and I, I'm an, a real big advocate about living our lives. <laughs> it's missing the point a bit, isn't it, to do that? Exactly, yeah. Uh, do you have, having said that, though, is it very challenging to come back in, t in terms of gone to that state of bliss and returning to Earth? You really have, yeah, it can be. Um, I have a kind of a thing that I do when I start, I call it journeying. What I do is um, I promise myself that I will pay attention to my earthly self as well. Because you can, once you get into other states of consciousness, you can literally be aware of yourself in a lot of different places at once. You start multifaceting, I call it. So I always make myself a promise that I will come back and I will come back together. <laughs> so, so that, um, because it, it, the, this life has a lot of wonderful things and, and I'm not, you know, trying to bail on it, but I also understand how easy it is to get lost in the bliss that you can experience with these types of consciousness. So I would rather come back and share it with everybody than just disappear and never tell anybody. Which I believe was the original intention of being able to do this, actually, was to go experience it, come back and help others to do the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we raise our consciousness for the whole planet doing that. <laughs> That's right. So I'd love so. to, to move on because time is just flowing so quickly. It's a, it's a wonderful discussion. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, I just wanted to talk now about how the discoveries you've made uh, connecting through consciousness, sacred geometry, and sacred sites connects into the, the Mayan, Mayan calendar that everybody's so <laughs> intrigued by at the moment. Yeah, there's that. Well, if you look at the Mayan calendar, um, you're, you're going to see that there is there's an, an artifact or a face in the middle of it, depending on which version you look at. The Aztec calendar is very similar, and when you look at that, it looks it's it's like a big donut, you know, with this with this face in the middle. Well, I started looking at the geometries of the sites, and I was I had actually already started writing the book, and all of a sudden it dawned on me, oh my God, take the geometries and go through the process of the cycles of the Mayan calendar and see what happens. So the, ba the most basic principle of sacred geometry is a circle. 
and a circle represents all of creation. And then there's another thing that they do where they put a dot in the middle of the circle, and that represents divinity. And nothing that's happening inside of creation, inside of that circle, can, can really function without at some point running into its own divinity. So if you take that principle and you take the circle, and then you, you look at the phases of the Mayan calendar, of which there are six very major ones, and then there are also subsets. And you start putting a circle for each one of those sections of the calendar inside of your original circle. About midway through, what happens is you've created the flower of life. And that symbol is located in sacred sites all over the planet. And Drumble and McElzadek's done a lot of great work around that. Um, so then when you continue, you ultimately end up, once, once you go through the whole calendar and you add all of the different cycles, what you end up with is the torus, which is the most perfect form of geometry, other than the four-sided pyramid, and it looks like a big donut. And the energy of that is constantly moving. Well, here's the deal. Our universe is a toroid. Our Earth moves in a toroid fashion. Um, everything, uh, there's a whole list in the book. I, I was blown away when I started seeing all the re- relations that were happening. And the, the torus can either be positive or negative polarity. And it's in a positive polarity right now, um, all, all, all of the planetary movements and all of that stuff. Well, Here's the deal. The Mayan calendar is not saying that the world's going to end. What it's saying is this is the cycle. This is, this is the system. And during that, and it's a 26,000-year cycle, during which time there are periods of darkness, there are dark ages, and there are periods of enlightenment, which is what we're in now. Um, as, as we get closer and closer to the end of the cycle, it expands more and more. And by the way, it's not a moment in time where this thing happens. It's a shift that started several years ago that we're moving and expanding into and will actually last after December of 2012. I hate to disappoint all the people that like to predict their doom, but it's not going to happen. The earth is not going to come apart. It's not going to flip. Um, because here's the deal. We are the consciousness within creation. We are the consciousness within the living one. We are directing our experience even now. And what's happening is there are an awful lot of people getting very aware and reaching up with that awareness and and looking for a a better kind of way to be. And from what I'm seeing, there's certainly enough of us that we have shifted that possibility already. Uh, Don't give up. Don't stop now. But um, I I don't see us having a really, really bad time with all of that. And there are other um, shifts taking place uh, during this time, too. There seem to be a series of events taking place. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, there, there have been, and they're multidimensional, uh, trans-dimensional events. Of, you could call them whatever you want. But they're happening in other realities. And the, one of the first ones was the Arcturian Corridor, which is, the, is a kind of where uh, an area in creation that, depending on the position of creation, because it's constantly still pulsing and moving, um, it may be opened or closed. So that opened and changed the energy relationship to us. And then we had um, a star, another Stargate system open, the Ceylon Stargate system. And then there was a bunch of triangulations that happened where literally the, the energies of multiple realities were all linked by these energy patterns that were happening. And now there's a series of 
Stargate, so seven Stargate systems that are opening, and, and that will actually continue on through 2012 and after that. And what's occurring is that there are there are just webs and webs of corridors reopening as we get back to our galactic center that have been closed for many millennium and past our history. And so they're becoming more and more available. Well, as they shift and open and, and different things occur, we are subjected to major rushes of energy or, conversely, to the energy being pulled away from us like it's in a vacuum as these corridors open. It sucks energy until it levels out. It's brief, but it's really powerful. And, and so we feel things that, that we don't understand, you know, and it changes things. So it's, uh, we're coming up to our final break now, Meg. So when we come back, it would be nice for you to uh, help our listeners uh, through these rushes and changes and things that they can do to flow with the shift rather than uh, fight it. <laughs> this is Peter Tongue for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness, which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. What would you do if you came across a technology so profound that you move to balance within minutes of application and from that balance the body heals itself? We have the research, the testimonials, world-class health practitioners, and we conduct free demonstrations throughout North America and the world. Sound too good to be true? Click on the Amized Fusion Technology banner and find out for yourself and join us in a self-care revolution. There is a lot more going on in religion and government than what high-ranking officials are telling you. The Bible uncovers the truth, prophecies, and a world of opportunities. Get the answers you need when you tune into the program To the Stars and Beyond with your hosts Michael List and Adam Hong. We'll explore the religious and spiritual beliefs from ancient history to the prophecies that are shaping the world and current events of today. To the Stars and Beyond airs live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on 7th Wave Network. Be extraordinary. 7th Wave Network.
listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. And today I have with me Dr. Meg Blackburn-Losey. And just before the break, Meg, you were about to talk about how uh, the, the shift is affecting people and, and how we can actually flow with that shift. Thanks. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I'm getting that asked that a lot. And what occurs is, okay, when first of all, what are these stargates and these different things? Well, we hear about wormholes. And it's very similar to that. They're passageways through creation that are kind of like shortcuts, depending on the position of that creation is in at any given moment. Sometimes there are openings that are easy to move from one place to another and skip a lot, and there are other times where those are not open. And there are different webs of these things that will open and close with the natural rhythm of of creation. And so as those events happen... I, I kind of alluded to it a little bit. Sometimes we get major rushes of energy because the, as these things occur, the pathways of energy and, and their frequencies are powerfully changed in the in the movement of creation. And so we get kind of just massive rushes, of tidal waves of energy coming out of sometimes. They will make us feel confused, foggy-brained, um, antsy, kind of anxious some days, um, just like we got to hurry up and do something, but we don't know what it is. That's that's energy affecting us because it literally moves through the particles that are us, through the little hallways that are us, and and changes us temporarily. And in another thing that happens is when our particles move and and, and reharmonize around these energies, sometimes things are let go from our energy field, like emotions we stashed and didn't deal with, um, things like that that we've hidden from ourselves, and they will surface out of nowhere. And people tend to get kind of off the wall temporarily, and I've seen that happen to a whole bunch of the people at a time. Um, and the other opposite effect that can happen is sometimes periods of stillness where the energy has really been sucked out of our area um, in ways as these corridors open, there's this big whoosh where they pull energy through them. And so we we sometimes feel like we aren't getting any information and we're just still and we don't know what that means, but um, it's just because things are adjusting. So the key here is to just roll with the flow and not get caught up in the moment-to-moment um, you know, strangeness of some days because some days they are, you know, and, and it's just part of the process. Thank you. And what do you, and what do you actually think the future does hold for us? What do you know the future holds for us? <laughs> it depends on us. What do we want? What are we projecting? Are we projecting fear and doom, or, 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 or do we want something different than that? What I'm seeing is that there are so many of us that are really coming to these different places of, of awareness that we've really shifted the disaster scenario already. Um, so I see, a, I see it as a coming time of expansion. It's not an overnight thing. It's an, it's an evolution. 
But um, I also know that uh, in 2018, and in the book, and I'm sorry I can't remember at the moment what the date and time are. Funny thing, these things aren't really important to me. (laughs) But there is going to be a harmonic alignment uh, of all of the pyramids across the planet on a day in 2018 when the ley lines of the earth reharmonize after this big shift we've been going through. And um, I'll know more as we get closer to that, I suppose. But um, that's going to be a very, very powerful event where we can really unify ourselves clear across the planet if we so choose. So it's going to be interesting times, Peter. Absolutely. Now, you uh, lead uh, uh, two sacred sites across the globe as part of your work. So what do you have upcoming? I do, and I love it. Um, well, I, we're going to Egypt next end of next week, and that trip is full. But um, I have one to Mount Shasta where we're bringing together elders, uh, indigenous people, the Hopis, the Incans, and a whole bunch of everybody in between to Mount Shasta in November the 8th through the 13th. And um, everything's on my web schedule at spiritlight.com. That's spiritlite.com. And then I also have a trip to Peru coming up, which is going to be phenomenal. We're going to start in Cusco, go through the Urban. Bamba Valley, go to two and a half days of Machu Picchu, and then up to Lake Titicaca from there. So that's going to be a magical journey as well. And um, crop circles July of 2011. I figured that would be a great season to go. And um, I never know, so keep checking my web schedule on spiritlight.com. And presumably people can get the book from that website as well. Oh, yeah. You know what? Um, there, on, on every page of my site, up in the left-hand corner, there's a picture of the book cover, which is actually a link to Amazon.com, where it's like 32% off. It's the best deal I could find, so I linked everybody there. And I'm also having a contest to thank my readers, because everybody's been so supportive, and a lot of fellow authors and art, artisans and, and artists have contributed prizes um, for this, and we're going to be doing a drawing towards the end of October, and there's a link right underneath the um, the book about what to do to get into that, and it's really easy, and it's free, and um, it's just my way of saying thank you, so we're going to give away a lot of really cool stuff uh, in a few weeks. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say, uh, Meg, I, I, in my work here, I, I read a lot of books, and uh, I have to say I really strongly recommend your book. It's got a tremendous information, which I personally believe is absolutely spot on and Thank will you. help us uh, move forward in, into future. <laughs> thank you, Peter. So, so thank you. So do you have any uh, final words for our listeners today? Yeah, it's all light. Don't take all this stuff so seriously. You know, have fun. The more we try, the less we're capable of. And so just, you know, relax, be who you are, and don't doubt yourself for a minute because you came perfect, you are perfect, and it's only perception that says otherwise. So have fun, and thanks for listening. Oh, Dr. Meg, thank you. That's a beautiful way to finish. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, and good luck with the book. It's a great book. Thanks, Peter. Nice to be on again. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye. Some very uh, high-level information from Dr. Meg today and to look at her book and some of the images and symbols and to really be able to take this information in, I think, uh, is very important and well worth it. Next week, my guest is going to be Dave Markovitz talking about Healing with Source, a spiritual guide to mind-body medicine. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Please follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Go to my website, pitatung.com, and check out Omega Global Products to help you heal 
to the best way that you can. I really hope that you've enjoyed the show. Have a great week. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.